Welcome to Detox with Allison. Oh shit, we're recording. You are the best podcast naming person. <laughs> this is the show where we sit down with comedians and other funny people, make them take their vitamins and ask them about their life or whatever else we get into. Let's hope Charlie got it right this time. Detox is produced and sponsored by Big Laugh Comedy. Big Laugh Comedy is changing the world one comedy experience at a time. Big Laugh Comedy is the first ever company that provides you with a complete comedy experience, from live shows throughout Texas in Austin, San Antonio, San Marcos, and Fort Worth, to comedy news and everything in between. If you're looking to laugh your ass off with some of the best comedians in the world, or you want to know what your favorite comedian is up to, you need to visit Big Laugh Comedy at blcomedy.com. Get exclusive content and first dibs on tickets by becoming a VIP for free. Go to blcomedy.com slash VIP dash list. Detox with Allison is also sponsored by MSW Vitamin Lounge and MSW Nutrition. MSW Vitamin Lounge is located in Austin and it's the best place to get your vitamin IVs, shots, and health consults. It's also where we record the episodes, so that's pretty cool. If you can't make it to Austin, MSW Nutrition puts the best nutrients possible into their supplements to bring a little bit of the lounge to wherever you are. The boost drinks we're always sipping on on this show are just one of their awesome and effective products. Trust me, I use a ton of them. Go to mswnutrition.com and use the code DETOX, that's D-E-T-A-L-K-S, to save 15% on all your supplementation needs from MSW Nutrition. And if you're in Austin, I hope to see you at the Vitamin Lounge. Hey guys, welcome to Detox with Allison. We got Ken Hamlet in the studio and we're laughing because Charlie already destroyed the wall by knocking a picture off of it. I was literally just talking with him about other people shitting on him yes. for fucking up stuff. And now I get it. Like I <laughs> Gary's laughing in the back. Oh God. Yes. Well, hello. You now you understand and it's crooked again. That that picture has been crooked every single time I come in here and it drives me crazy, but I think they leave it like that intentionally, just so Charlie hits it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Ken Hamlet, hello. What a, what a way to start. What a way to start. <laughs> this is how it always goes. That's why the end is just, let's hope Charlie got it right this time. <laughs> 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 no, Charlie's great, but we also hate him. So it's <laughs> it's a good balance. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, welcome to Austin. Yeah, it feels, uh, this. you know, this time, I don't. the people that know our relationship always shit on Austin. Yes. Uh, and this, this trip hasn't been terrible, besides me missing my flight. Uh, down here Friday. Oh, is that why you came up yesterday? Yeah, because I missed my flight. Oh, shit. And I was trying to be a cheap person. I was like, I'm going to fly spirit, right. save money. Yeah. And then uh, I missed my flight. Like, I got there just barely under, like, right after they stopped letting right. people through. And uh, I was like, whatever. I'll just, I miss my flights all the time. It's a, I'm yeah. just late everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll just get on the next flight. And uh, it's spirit, so they only have one plane a day or something. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, what? Dude, I just came back from visiting my family in upstate New York on oh. Friday, and I flew JetBlue. Like, whenever I fly somewhere, especially, like, up there, it's, yeah. like, Austin to Albany. They're both small airports. It's usually, like, way more expensive because of that. So I'll just Google flights, search the cheapest option, and go with that. Yeah. And I, it was JetBlue this time. So we flew JetBlue, and this is my first time on there. And it was funny because, like, <laughs> if you buy the cheapest 
ticket on JetBlue, you still have to pay like $30 for a check bag or something and you don't get an extra carry-on bag. Mm. And I just heard this lady at the ticket counter when I was waiting for our last flight home. She was like arguing with the ticket attendant because she was like, what do you mean I don't get a carry-on? Like this is free on every single other airline. And the lady was like, oh no, it's $50 or something if you bring it with you and like didn't prepay. And the lady was like, man, I flew JetBlue to save money. I should have just gone with Spirit after this shit. She was straight up told the lady (laughs) like they get you somewhere they always figure out how to do it yeah they and i i literally so when i flight they made me pay a rebooking fee no because i missed my flight and it was a hundred dollars and i was like i should have just freaking flown united like i always do right i I spent the same money to be on a less comfortable airplane with like (laughs) people screaming on it for no reason yeah the only good thing about spirit that i've seen is they have they have their own terminal for the poor people at the austin airport who fly spirit yeah and it's lit as fuck dude like (laughs) you can bring alcohol through security they're just like ah whatever (laughs) oh my favorite new line on airplanes too is like uh at least on JetBlue, they were announcing, like, please, as a reminder, you are not allowed to consume any alcohol you might have brought aboard the flight. And I was like, <laughs> bro. Like, how often does that happen? Right? <laughs> just I'm just like, picturing someone taking as many of those three, out, like, those single-shot yeah. bottles as possible <laughs> through security in a fanny pack. Man, the last time I flew, I actually did that. I just, like, brought, <laughs> I brought my own. Because <laughs> like, I was trying to sneak drinking at my parents' house, and so I was like, I can't just, like, I can't hide a fifth. So right. I just bought a bunch of like little, and I was drinking Fireball too. Oh. So it didn't smell like alcohol. Yeah. It smelled like cinnamon. <laughs> and I just got like, I got hot tamales, like the little hot candies. <laughs> so I was like, look, I'm not drinking. It's just hot tamales. <laughs> New deodorant, mom. <laughs> so, so I like brought, because I bought a, like a big pack of them the last day. And so I just brought a bunch of them on the plane with me. I was like, mm, this, is th- this is less than three ounces. This it's is good. Fine. <laughs> Oh, that's so on brand for you, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess maybe we should start. Well, first of all, I say it's on brand for you because your podcast is called A Drunken Night Out. Yeah. You are notorious for having the superpower of no hangovers. None, yeah. But somehow you wake up early and that's your punishment. That, after you drink. To, even, I went to bed last night at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Like I stayed up super late. Yeah. And then I woke up this morning at 8 after drinking no. all night. And I was like, what kind of bullshit? I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation. Yeah. Like, I should be, I should be able to sleep in. And then I was like, go back to sleep. We're going to go back to sleep. Right. And I woke up 40 minutes later and I was just like, fuck it. I'm up. That <laughs> like, sucks. We're just, it's a superpower. And it's the dumbest. I would rather have a hangover than yeah. get up four hours later after drinking. Right. All night. So, you're like, well, I guess I'll actually be on time for Allison's podcast today. <laughs> then yeah, I was the, the late one. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, this is. <laughs> this I, is- I also went to bed almost that late last night, but I slept until noon. <laughs> and that's why I was late because I just was- can't handle myself if I wake <laughs> up late. <laughs> I'm just going to sleep in all day and do absolutely nothing. That's why I like, I didn't hear any, I didn't get any texts from you. And I was like, are we still doing this? (laughs) It was like one o'clock and I was like getting my coffee and like making food. And I was like, oh yeah, Ken, I need to text Ken. (laughs) Let me have breakfast now at lunchtime. I always text my boyfriend like, good morning. And if I wake up afternoon, he's just like, oh, okay. I see what happened last night. (laughs) Like long night? Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you mentioned our relationship as well. We met through Big Laugh Comedy. Yeah. 
we co-hosted a show called Triple Threat mm-hmm. for how long did we do that? Like it was pretty much like the f- six months at least. It was at least six months. We did. It was a long time. Yeah. It was a. I, that was the longest running. No. It was, was one it? of the longest running virtual shows they did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we went all the way through until they stopped. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Like, yeah. so this is actually our first time meeting in person, in person too. Yeah, yeah. But like, I felt like you and I had a really good co-host like chemistry. For sure. Because we both like to roast. We can both handle it if we get roasted. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the whole premise of the show. Was like, just a shit on other people. Yeah. It was great. It was great. <laughs> when, I, when I started like explaining to people that we had a virtual show, I'm like, it wasn't stand-up. Yeah, that's, every time I'm like, it's not, when I would book people for it, yeah. I'm like, it's not stand-up, It's please. actually not allowed to do stand-up on this <laughs> that shit. That became a rule, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was because of the Austin comic, so thanks, Austin. <laughs> Here we go. The theme of this show is Ken hates Austin, yeah. so. <laughs> um, sure. I, am, I am not a fan of Austin now Austin comedy is better. It's I different. will say that. It's different and it's mostly because it's not Austin comics. <laughs> uh, so that's the reason why it's good now. Uh but I don't like Austin in general. Yeah. But now I'm starting I'm starting to like it. Yeah. I'm starting to like it. Well, you made a comment before we started that you don't like sprawling cities. I hate sprawling cities. Yeah. And like Austin proper really isn't that big, but mm. when you're I mean, you live in Chicago, yeah. so you're used to having like public transit and yes. we don't have that here. What? Oh my God. I took a, I was going to, when I landed, I was going to take a train, a bus up to my buddy's place. He stays in Pflugerville. Oh shit. And so I'm like, oh, that's right outside the city. Right. And then I looked on the thing and it was like, I had to wait 25 minutes for a bus to come. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why did, like, you don't, in Chicago, everything is like every five minutes. Right. So if you miss one train, you're like, whatever, I'll sit here for five minutes. Yeah. Another train will come. You miss a bus, there's another bus right around the corner. Right. Y'all have two buses here. (laughs) (laughs) No, no public transportation. It takes you a day and a half. I'm like, I'll just walk. Fuck it. (laughs) Y'all hate the scooters here, but I'm like, I would rather just have a scooter all day and look like a fucking loser. Right. (laughs) And wait all day. Am I not supposed to cuss also? No, you can cuss. Please cuss. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I would rather be on a scooter. The the first two times I was here, I spent all of my time on scooters. I never got lifts or anything. Yeah. And I would just get drunk as shit and ride scooters around. (laughs) See, that's the, that's the one thing about the scooters though, is like, those are the most dangerous form of drunk driving. (laughs) (laughs) I got airborne on one of them. Like, (laughs) And I was like, ah, I was like, that was the moment where I was like, all right, maybe a little too drunk. Right. <laughs> maybe you got to slow this thing down. Like not bomb a hill by the, I was like bombing a hill over by the UT campus. Right. And it just went airborne. And I was like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> so See, up a little bit. That's the moment of truth when you're like, okay, the, technically this only goes 15 miles per hour. But if I hit a hill right, I'm going yeah. 30. I'm going to go 20. Plus. Yeah. I'm going to push it. Right. I know every time I've only ridden those a couple times. My boyfriend is like pro scooter all the way, and I'm like, "You're who everyone in the comedy scene hates." <laughs> Wait, y'all don't. Why do Why do y'all hate the scooters? I don't get it. What is the reason? I don't know if we just learned this behavior from all the homeless people in town, <laughs> but the homeless people hate them so much. Like I've literally seen them like smashing them on the sidewalk. Like one of my friends saw them with a pile next to the lake, just throwing them into the lake, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because, like, we don't, like, 
like you said, the city isn't big, uh, like structurally isn't built for how many people we have. And so the scooters are just annoying because if they're on the sidewalk, they're technically illegal. Like you're not technically supposed to ride anything on the sidewalk. Really? And yeah, because you can hit pedestrians. Like bikes aren't allowed on the sidewalk either. Yeah, that's everywhere. But then like there's no... There's not enough good bike lanes in town for the scooters. So the scooters just end up driving on the street and causing more traffic. Mm. Uh, I think that's like the main frustration. Plus, you also just look goofy as hell. Like you already said. It's a nice breeze. It's hot outside. (laughs) I don't care. Judge me if you want to. Right. As I hop on my scooter out of the studio. (laughs) You're like, peace out, you walkers. (laughs) Have fun on the bus in half an hour. Yeah, good luck if it ever comes. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I love the scooters. I yeah. even I ride bikes all the time in Chicago, and also uh, so I get part of that. Then like hating it because it causes traffic, mm-hmm. but it's also like y'all have a lot of traffic anyways because right. it's a fucking sprawling city. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. Everyone has to drive because there's no buses. There's no buses. <laughs> you see, fix the problem. The city, you're dumb. Like, yeah, the city tried putting in. We have one metro rail that goes from like northwest like cedar park area all the way down to like southeast by the airport Mm. but it's just one track (laughs) so if you don't want to go to one of those eight places (laughs) it's just two stops it's just like opposite ends (laughs) like cool now i have to catch a bus back halfway like I thought that one through well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's it's the it's the catch twenty two because Texans are like, I want to go on my own schedule. I got a truck. I can drive myself anywhere. Yeah. And then they like get mad when we try to spend money on fixing the rail because like no one's gonna use it anyway. Yeah, it's a uh, not good logic. No, not at all. That's <laughs> no. reason number seventy seven why I hate Austin. <laughs> It's just one of the small. I just don't. It's all. It's also like ungodly hot here. Yeah. I like when I landed. I thought it was gonna. I was like, oh, it's because Chicago was stupid hot mm-hmm. right now. It's like ninety degrees with like ninety five percent humidity. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just stupid. And I was like, I'm not even gonna pack pants. Yeah. Actually, I'm wearing this stupid ass outfit because <laughs> I, I brought. I was like, oh, I'm gonna bring tights and shorts to go work out. Right. But I didn't pack extra underwear. No. So, so I was like, I had shorts because I, I didn't pack any pants. And I was like, I got shorts, but they're like shorter shorts. So I was like, right. I'm not going to fucking come up here free balling with <laughs> little shorts. And I was like, that's going to be a, that's it. I'll get canceled. If you were free balling <laughs> and I was wearing this Hussy Magazine shirt, it would have actually probably been perfect. It's been good reviews. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> good reviews. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. So I didn't, I like, and then I landed and I was like, oh, now I feel like an idiot because all I have is shorts. Because I was in the shade, and I was like, oh, it's not even hot here right, right. now. And then I went out in the sun, and I was like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm terribly dying. mistaken. It yeah. is hot. Like, it is yeah. stupid hot. We get we get a little lucky with the humidity. Sometimes it gives us a break. But Yeah. Yesterday wasn't terrible early in the day. Yeah. And then it got kind of bad. Today is bad, though. The if humidity it, is gross. If it rains from the hurricane that's hitting right now in Louisiana, like we're supposed to get some of the offshoot of that then there's a hurricane happening close here dude there's a hurricane happening in new orleans it's like category four it just hit this morning <laughs> every time i come to austin yeah. something fucked up happens oh fuck we better just like say our prayer that ken doesn't miss his flight <laughs> yeah. this fucking i almost hurricane. got caught in the snowstorm last time like That's that was right the, yeah dude this is- Okay, can you tell me about that? Because I was oh, so man. sad I missed you. And then Matt, who you brought with you, did yeah. get stuck in the airport for like four days. Oh, my God. That was an adventure. Um, so we landed. And everything was like fine. It was like cold or whatever. Uh, but then on the day, I luckily, I was like, I'm not leaving on Monday. I'm just yeah. going to leave Sunday yeah. after the show. So I left. 
straight from the show, and I went to go sleep in the airport because yeah. I was like, I know that we're going. It's going to get snowy and icy. Y'all are dumb in Texas and don't know how to drive we in don't ice have and snow. For it. Yeah, you're just like, well, fuck it. I guess we're staying home for a week. Right. Uh, so I was like, I'm just gonna go straight to the airport. I'm gonna be smart about this. Matt doesn't. <laughs> Matt's like, no, I'm gonna fly out tomorrow. And I was like, no, dude, these these flights are getting canceled. No, yeah. I slept. It was so cold in the airport. <laughs> I slept in the airport, which happens sometimes. Like I'll just be. I'm always cheap. When right. I travel. And so I was like, fuck, I'll sleep in the airport. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, so I slept in the airport. It was cold as hell. I, I put on like all of my clothes. <laughs> You're like, this is why they complain about winter down here. They don't have heating systems. Yeah. Like what? Is, also another reason why Austin is dumb. Like <laughs> prepare somewhat. Like, yeah. So it was cold as hell. I, I'm freezing. I get up the next morning. Every flight is canceled. Like, they're canceling flights, like, left and right. Yeah. I'm on, my flight gets canceled. And I'm like, no, there's no, like, I have to go back. I I actually was leaving early because I was going to be on um some some show, like, one of the, like, Chicago Police or something like that. Yeah. PD or Fire or something. One of those shows. I was going to do that. And uh, I had to cancel because my flight got canceled. And so then I was, so then I was like, no, I have to get on a plane. I'm going home. Like, I just yeah. don't even want to be here. Yeah. I don't want to get stuck. My supervisor was already like, no, you, you can't, you can't miss, more miss more work. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, right, well, I got to get home. Right. I'm standing in line talking to somebody and they opened another line and we're just like having a good conversation. And then I, I wasn't paying attention while they opened the other line to like change people's flights. Right. And so then I'm standing in line and then we finally get there. He's literally like he's trying to go home. He's the last person that gets the flight. And I was like, "Wait, did you say?" I was like, "Excuse me, did you just say that that was the last ticket for the flight?" And, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, you you have to stay till tomorrow." And I was like, "No, fuck no, <laughs> I was like, no, please." And the dude was like, "It's it's fine. You know what? You're a cool guy. You can take my flight." Oh, you're so lucky. I was like, dude, I will kiss you on the mouth right now. <laughs> like, you are saving my life. Because yeah. I knew there was no chance that there was going to be any flights right. for the rest of the day. So I literally got the last ticket on the last <laughs> flight out of Austin. And I hit up my friend. I was like, dude, Matt, you're going to be fucked. They canceled every, like, yeah. every flight out of Austin like, is canceled. Don't even come to the airport. Yeah, I was like, don't do it. And he was like, no, I'll be fine. I'm going to go tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, good luck, dude. I would probably try to go to Houston like right now and just go get a flight. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And so I get on my flight. I land. I I was so pissed off because I missed everything else that I had, can't like change my schedule for. Right. But I was like, I was happy that I got home. Right. And I hit up Matt, and he's <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, your buddy Rice, my buddy Rice man, uh, he's he's not gonna give me a ride because the roads are icy. Right. And they're like, we're just shutting down the roads. Yeah. Because I don't like y'all don't have ice. Like we don't have de-icing. salt. We don't have <laughs> de-ice anything. Y'all were like, there were just truck Snow drivers. Tires. There were just people in their trucks, like running with the freaking yes, <laughs> like home ice, like yes. iodized ice. You're <laughs> just can... Like, what are you guys doing? And then there's like, like one one like construction vehicle that's going down to try and push the ice off yes. the road. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like, y'all don't even know how this works at no. all. Yeah, that was watching all that. So he's he's stuck though. Yeah, and he was like, I'm just gonna catch an Uber. He caught an Uber. Somehow, some crazy lunatic was like, I'm going to give Uber you a drive. You. Yeah. He paid a hundred plus dollars for the Uber. To the airport? <laughs> to the airport. 
And when he got there, they completely shut down the road. Like, after his Uber driver dropped him off at the airport, they were like, no more access in or out of the airport. Oh, no. Like, they shut down the shuttles. <laughs> Nothing was going in or out of the airport. And so then he's just like, all right, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to sleep at the airport or whatever. It got so bad that they just sent all the staff home. Well, that's what I was going to say. No more airport means no, like access Everything means no was... more staff. So we can't buy food. Nothing. Like... <laughs> Everything shut down. And then all the other people that were buying stuff, they went and like emptied out all of the, like the, what are the, the boxes with the food? What are those called? Now I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the vending machines. Vending machines. Okay. <laughs> the boxes, boxes with the, the food. God damn it. like delivery boxes. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the robot <laughs> box, you know, it gives you snacks. <laughs> you put money in it and then the crane arm comes. <laughs> it shits out food. <laughs> <laughs> but so they, they emptied out all of those. And so he had, he had like one, like one bag of trail mix. No. It, <laughs> <laughs> that's all he had. Matt already doesn't have extra fuel to. No, yeah, he's Matt, a skinny dude. Matt Banmart, we love you, <laughs> yeah. but you're skinny. You gotta get in the weight room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <You> gotta... <laughs> that so. sucks. He was like live tweeting and Facebooking this whole thing, and I just felt like I was watching The Shining, but like <laughs> I was just watching his mental descent. Yeah, I was watching, and I'm like, dude, you're you're getting delirious, yeah. like. I, I, like, started checking in on him because yeah. it was, like, you can see, like, the hope draining from his eyes. <laughs> I just, I don't think people understand, like, it was so bad. Like, even in Houston, my brother yeah. and his wife live in Houston, and, like, they were, like, when they left their apartment, when they were finally able to get out and, like, find a hotel room somewhere, mm -hmm. even in Houston, their apartment uh, thermostat was reading, like, 35 degrees Fahrenheit. Jeez. And, like... They had been in there for three days, you know, just trying to bundle up and like obviously no water, no power. Yeah. And so it was like the whole state was fucked. You yeah. know, Houston's probably the last play, the like place. major city that I would expect to, to do that because yeah. it's, it's usually warmer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just crazy. And like you said, there's no infrastructure for it. We don't have ways to defrost Nothing. the planes, probably. <laughs> like, no one knows how to drive in that shit. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was pretty bad. And he, he got stuck here for like four days. I know. <laughs> I, I was just, he would, he was like, he, he was like going to places and they were like, he went to a hotel, he got somebody else to come and pick him up and yeah. he paid an outrageous amount again. So like he took a huge L on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. People are like, like comedy makes money. No, no. <laughs> usually shit like this happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like the universe is like, you're trying to make money with comedy. Here's how you're going to spend twice as, as much as what you just made. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did not make money. <laughs> no. At, like he lost so much money that weekend. And he, oh man, I was just like looking at him and I'm like, dang, dude. <laughs> I'm glad I'm home in my warm-ass condo right now. <laughs> I'm glad I took my own advice, bro. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of Austin. We have fireplaces in Chicago <laughs> if we lose electricity. And you know what I did to get home? I caught the train. That's what I did. <laughs> and you know what? There was just as much snow in Chicago yeah. as there was in Austin, and probably. It worked. it worked. None of the roads were shut down. Everything was fine. Chicago was fine. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a oh, terrible weekend. <sighs> terrible weekend. I, yeah, I was... I felt so bad for him. Like, I was, I got lucky because, like, Monday was the one day where it got sunny for a little bit, like, yeah. after the initial freeze, and then, like, it hit us more that night. And, like, 
My car would not drive in that shit, but my boyfriend has a car that's like low enough that we were able to drive on it. So it's normally like 20 minutes to my parents' house from here. And it took us like 45, just going slowly on the highway in his car. And they live right by a hospital. So they didn't lose power because they're on the same power grid as the hospital. So we like took our chances on Monday when there was a little bit of sun and drove up there. (laughs) We'll die on the road. There were fucking like seven people camping out in my apartment in Austin because ours was one of the only ones that didn't lose water, even though we lost power. So we had like all these people staying in my apartment and me and my boyfriend are at my parents' house like (laughs) cooking our food and using our toilets. (laughs) (laughs) we shall have water i know i was like i invited everyone they didn't want to take a chance but it was just yeah yeah. it felt like being on the lifeboat in the titanic (laughs) (laughs) good luck guys like well at least i got out yeah the rest of y'all you can float to land on a piece of piano (laughs) bye jack (laughs) (laughs) oh it's crazy Um, so you live in Chicago now, but you moved there from Washington state. Yeah. 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 And that was Tacoma where you started comedy. No, I actually, so I'm from Tacoma originally and I was born and raised. I started comedy in Oregon, like in Salem, Oregon. So I always rep Salem because that's where I I really started comedy. It's also where Ron Funches started comedy, but he doesn't rep Salem. So I'm just putting that out there, Ron. Called out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I started in Salem, uh, and then I moved to... Uh, New York after mm. college, and then I moved from New York to Washington, and then from Washington to Chicago. So, so you just like going back and forth a lot. Yeah, I like moving. <laughs> Where I was, during COVID, I was like, man, I should just move to New York again. Yeah, like, it's, it's cheap there. <laughs> it's cheap right now. Cheap. I know we were a lot just, of empty apartments right now. <laughs> we were discussing the rent in New York before this, yeah. and I said someone was paying like sixteen hundred for a one bedroom in the Upper West Side, and you're like, Upper West Side, that's yeah. great. <laughs> I was like, all right, if they move here, I'm taking their place. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's a... Uh, I like moving. I just get bored of cities so fast. Like, mm. So, like, you kind of just learn the ropes in a city, and you're like, all right, next one. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. 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 I have ADHD like crazy, so <laughs> everything for me is like... I just get bored so fast, and I'm like, yeah. all right, I just got to move somewhere else. I got to get something, a new experience. Right. Uh, but that doesn't help, because... Like, you get established somewhere, and then you're just like, all right, time to leave. All right, bye. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the one benefit, or maybe more than one benefit, but definitely one benefit is, like, if you move around a lot, and, like, you're clearly good at comedy, so yeah. it's not like you're just going and, like, trying in all these different cities and leaving because it's not working out for you. <laughs> so, like, for you, or it's, like... Or maybe I was. Or maybe you were. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, it's it's one of those things to me where it's, like, if you if you can get semi-established in a couple different places, then yeah. you have kind of a, a plate, like... You have a roadmap where you can, like, if you wanted to go on tour or, like, go travel for a bit, you have all these places that you could go and, like, Mm -hmm. probably get booked. Yeah. You know? So that's good. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really what I did for a lot of, like, especially, like, 2019, I was, like, on the road every freaking weekend. Well, because you had you had quit your job to yeah, do Jesus comedy full time, right? That was March second, twenty twenty. So <laughs> that was yeah, <laughs> that was a rough time for me. <laughs> that fucking because I remember when we first started doing our show, you mentioned that, and then I was like, dude, yeah. <laughs> what timing? Yeah, that was. I was like, man. I and the funny thing about like when I quit my job, I quit it in a way where I could not get unemployment. Oh, no. I just was like, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Like, I, I was on my way to work. Yeah. And I got pissed off because they just changed my schedule. They, like, they added a client to my my schedule. And I was like, 
you didn't communicate that with me or anything. Right. And I was just like, whatever, I'm not coming in today. And then I changed from like, I'm not coming in today, like to I'm not coming in ever. Ever. Again. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just went back late at night and uh, just like used my fob to get in, set the alarms off, and threw my keys on the desk and just left. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> you were like, I can't even get a recommendation letter from these guys. <laughs> no chance. They were so mad at me. I went to like a dinner afterwards, like the next day with all my coworkers. And they were like, what the fuck, Ken? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. When you said I went to dinner, I literally pictured you breaking into the office to turn your keys in and then like going to a nice restaurant afterwards and being like. Fuck those bitches, you know? I mean, it was basically like that. It was basically <laughs> like that. Everybody's like, yo, what the fuck? Dude, I like just... how you still show up to the company dinner the next yeah. day. I don't care. I have... <laughs> no, I have no cares. I was just like, what's up, y'all? That's one of my favorite things about you, because you talk about shit that you do at your day job. Like, because you've had a couple day jobs since I've known you. And, like, you always just yeah. talk about shit that you do with them. And I'm like, wow, Ken gets away with everything. No fucks given. Because he doesn't care. <laughs> I'm like, if you fire me, great. Yeah. I don't have to come in. <laughs> yeah, you had the, you, you tweeted that the other day. You were like, my boss asked me no. not to call in on my last day of work. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to call in the whole last week. Yeah. I was like, good luck. I don't know what you expect from me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I told her, like, that I quit my last job without putting in my two weeks or anything. I was like, I usually, I was like, since being in Chicago, I don't put in my two weeks. I like, just leave. I just leave. Like, y'all, Chicago, I hate the people in Chicago. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the worst coworkers ever. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never, all of my work experiences have been awful. Yeah. And so that's why when I, like, I was like, I'm just going to do comedy full time. Like, right. I'm making enough money where it doesn't, like, I can do it. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I did, like, I, it's been terrible work experiences. <laughs> so did you quit this current one that you're about to leave because you're going full time comedy again? No, or I'll never do that again. <laughs> 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 I will never. I'll, comedy is the now. It's the the spouse that beats me. Yeah. Like that. I'm never. I'm never gonna. I will. I will always have some sort of employment now because of that. That that is out the question. I would. I can be doing Madison Square Garden. I'm still gonna have a daytime <laughs> job. Like, that scarred me for sure. Ken Hamlet's basic number one on Netflix yeah. and then you go to his local McDonald's and he's still telling you that the shake machine's broken like, okay you gotta have a safety net I don't know what to tell you oh my god that's hilarious that's gardening yeah that was a that was like a rough time yeah cause I was like oh it's gonna be a week and then yeah comedy will open back up and then like it was like March and then June I was like I don't think it's coming back. <laughs> I think I have to get a job now. I think, like, I mean, everyone was kind of in that mindset until the first few months ended. And we were like, okay, I think it's going to be more than two weeks. Um, like, I just remember being pretty chill throughout, like, most of the, like, the beginning part of the pan pandemic. And then I think, like, month five or six hit and I just like had a breakdown one day and I didn't even know why I was crying and then, and then, and then I was like because I was with my boyfriend and I like started crying and I like didn't know why and he was just like do you want to talk about it and I was just like comedy's dead it's never coming back and he was just like
like, Allison, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> wow, what a wild time. Yeah. But we got to meet because of that. So yeah, that's cool. for sure. Yeah. And I'm like so thankful that you brought on so many um, comedians from both Chicago and the Washington area. Because yeah. like now, I mean, I know several of the people from the Washington area who've either traveled down here or moved down here. Like Cole Robeson moved down here. Yeah. Um, and they're all so funny. Like we, Josh Firestein, Luke Severide. Severide is yeah, that how you Severide, say it? Yeah. Severide. Like they're... Those two I see clips from all the time, and they've both visited down here, and they just destroy. Like, yeah. that's a comedy hotspot up there. The Northwest is, like, very slept on. Like, people don't know. I say it all the time, it, like, and I stand by this. The Northwest has better comedy than Chicago, and mm. everybody holds, like, Chicago up to this, like, on this pedestal right. of, like, comedy. But the Northwest is, like, we have killers in the Northwest. Yeah. Like, uh, Sherry Hardman too was just down Sherry here. Sherry was just here last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to see her because I was out of town, but I saw that she was here, and I was like, "Shit, she's so funny. She's funny. She destroyed on our show. <laughs> yeah, she is hilarious. Yeah, she's just like one of those people who's just she's just funny. Like if she never did comedy, she would have just been funny. Yeah, you know, she would have been like that big boobed funny lady <laughs> at lunch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like fuck it you know who i am <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's that's cool and like I, i've never done stand-up in chicago so i'm curious like do you think a lot of people call it a comedy hotspot because second city is there like is are people lumping improv and stand-up kind of together in one world most of the time up there i think so i think a lot of it comes to like what it was, you mm. know, like Bernie Mac, Dion Cole, like yeah. there's a lot of greats that really made themselves out of Chicago. Yeah. And so people like hold on to like all of those greats and they're like, and Hannibal just like, right. I mean, he's, I would say he's like the most recent person that's like blown up out of Chicago. Right. Uh, and so people like still hold it to like, that's what Chicago is. And I think a, a lot of it's like people holding on to that and not working to be great like they were mm. and so there's still like chicago still has a lot of fucking killers well there's a ton of people that move there because like yeah. if i in my head pre-covid it was like new york and la were the places that you went to be where the main industry was but chicago yeah. was like the training wheels for that yeah that's what people say all the you time. know and then like denver and austin were kind of like they had scenes and like you could get a lot of stage time there but they weren't quite at the level of chicago or new york and la yeah and yeah, I, and I mean, I do know, like, Beth Stelling came out of Chicago. Like, she's still kind of on the up and up, but, like, she's gotten some Netflix work. She's one of my favorite comedians, and she's she's very funny. Um, but, yeah, I was just curious about that, because, like, every single time, you know, you tell someone you do stand-up, and they're like, oh, I love SNL, and you're just yeah. like, okay, like, what do you do in your skits? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> um, I actually blow up balloons with my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It just, it seems like a lot of the times, like when you talk to people who don't know about comedy, they just think that there's a lot of stand-up in Chicago yeah. because of Second City. Mm -hmm. So I was curious about like actual stand-up because I meet so many people from there. So I assume that the scene is big and good it's big it's huge yeah there's a lot of comics in chicago yeah and it, there are a lot of good comics but i think like when i when i say the northwest is better i'm talking like pound for pound right like right when you look at like like dogs with their like bite pressure or whatever some smaller dogs <laughs> right have, like 
per pound have like a stronger bite. Right. I I would say like the Northwest, like we have like some of the best comics, like especially when you're looking at like intermediate tier right. comics. I I don't think that it, all, out of all the scenes that I've been to outside of like New York, mm -hmm. there's no scene that's like as good as yeah like the Northwest. That's a good way to describe it too, because like I'm noticing this in the Austin scene a lot, and like it was definitely a thing in. I never really spent time in the New York scene, but it was definitely a thing in L.A. where, like, just because someone <clears throat> is an L.A. comic doesn't mean they're good. Yeah. And, like, it, it was so often used as, like, a clout thing to say, like, oh, I'm an L.A. comic. Can yeah. I get a spot? But, like, you go to L.A. and there's just so many fucking comedians. Yeah, so many bad ones. Too. And, yeah, but, like, when you say there's so many comedians, that means that there's so many more of all the levels, right? Yes. So, like, even though the Northwest might have fewer people overall... Like that means there's also fewer bad ones. No, there's a lot of bad ones. But but there's fewer. There's <laughs> yeah, fewer yeah, of all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. And whatever it is about the top tier people there, it's pushing the intermediate ones to get better too. Which is yeah. like, in some ways, I felt like that's how Austin kind of used to be. Like the the people who were local that were really good and getting road work and things like that. Like they set a certain standard for the locals here. And like. We definitely had a lot of bad people. We had a lot of intermediate people. We had some really good people, but the scene was still at a certain size to where like it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. And the number of people trying to get stage time wasn't just insane. Yeah. And now with everyone moving here, it's starting to feel more like Los Angeles where yeah. like comedians are just disposable almost because <laughs> yeah. there's so many of us. I said, I've been saying that for a long time though. Even when we were doing the show, I was like, y'all are going to be the new LA. You told me that. I, said I remember that. that. I said that so long you, ago. Oh, fuck. I forgot <laughs> you called that too. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I said it so long ago. Y'all are literally LA now. It's, I, yeah. It's great. Well, it definitely like some of the like the way things are run is more Los Angeles now. Like um, I remember Romo room tried to do slotted mics like pre COVID mm. and they got so much backlash cause they were just doing it like LA where you pay like two to $5. You'd be there for an hour. And like, they were like mad cause you're they're charging. People were mad cause they were charging comedians for stage time, which I understand that argument, but like the benefit of a slotted mic is there's six of you on the lineup for one hour. You only need to be there for an hour. You each get 10 minutes to work and then you leave. So you're yeah. paying for the convenience of not having to waste three hours waiting to go up. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, that's all Romo room does is slotted mics. I don't think they're paid anymore, mm -hmm. but like they still structure it that way. And that's such a Los Angeles thing. Yeah. Um, there's so many shows that like, maybe there's four or five people build on the lineup, but then it's a 10 person show because of all the drop-ins, yes. you know? So like the shows end up going two, three hours, which is such a Los Angeles thing. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm Austin is still not used to that. You know, yeah, we were just talking about that, uh, last night. Cause I, I did Romo room and I was at uh Creek in the cave. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about, like, how they're doing auditions now at Romo Room. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> For hosting yeah. spots. And yeah, I was like, this is, y'all are literally becoming, like, yeah. an L.A. type of scene. Yeah, it's interesting. I know, I just saw that post about auditions, too. But, like, you know, I mean, like I said, the if there's so many people in the scene, if you're a Creek in the Cave comedian, like, there's not really lines in the sand as far yeah. as, like, you perform there, so you can't perform here. But it's, like... If you're a comedian who tends to hang out at Creek in the Cave and you're good and you work there a lot, the Romo room might see that you're getting booked a lot, but they don't know your stuff, you yeah. know? So, like, if you don't have a good tape to send them or you're not um, – a lot of comedians aren't business savvy. Like, they don't yeah. think to send a, a place, you know, send the club their tape, their new yeah. tape. So it's like – I think that was smart on Romo room's part just to get more people up that way because it is a little further out of town. Yeah, it's – 
way out of town. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like 15 yeah. minutes on a car, but two yeah. hours on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> um. yeah. The bus also takes 50 minutes to get there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's uh, there's definitely aspects of that that have changed. Um, but at the same time, I think it makes everyone step up their game a little bit. Yeah. Because so, there's like business people who know what they're doing now. <laughs> yeah. It's not just like a, like a, I don't know, like a free for all type of thing. Now you have to be about your shit and like really understand right. the game, which is nice because it just makes everybody step their game up. I right. Mean, that's I'm all for that. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about the Austin scene now then? I personally love what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was happy with how it was before. Um, but it was kind of a conversation in my head all along of like, cause I'm still early into comedy fairly, like I'm three, three years in now, okay, including yeah. COVID. So like pre COVID, when I was thinking about comedy and long-term and what do I want? I was like, I want to get good here first. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in two, three years, I'll have the conversation with myself and you know, whoever else, like my boyfriend and stuff of like, do I actually need to move to LA or New York? Like yeah. I want to get good enough to where I have a fighting chance in one of those places, but like, you know, reasonably, I'm probably going to have to do that. Yeah. And then this whole COVID thing happened and half of LA is here now and there's more paying opportunities here than probably even in LA. Yeah. LA <laughs> so doesn't we have pay like, anyway. it doesn't pay. <laughs> so, yeah. And like we have four or five paying clubs here now. Yeah. And then of course, all the other people coming through, you get to meet them, more road opportunities with yeah. bigger names. Like, I mean, I'm getting to host for all these crazy names that I never thought I would get to host for or feature for or whatever, you yeah. know? And it's just really the opportunity here, especially with how locked down LA and New York still are, yeah. beats that now. So for me, I was like, this is actually great. The opportunities I wanted came here. Yeah. Oh God, I didn't <laughs> um, do anything. Yeah. And I already had visited LA so many times. Like I had a friend that lived out there so I could stay with her for free. So I would go out there every couple months and just check it out, meet people, do mics, do some local shows, whatever. Um, so I already knew a lot of the people out there or knew of them. Yeah. And then they started coming here. So for me, it just felt like a clash of the worlds. Like the mm. two scenes that I was most familiar with were both here And there is, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but like there is definitely um, a split between the old Austin locals and the new people coming in. Um, And I think it's just going to have to work itself out, you know, like it's either the, either someone's going to become the alt scene and that's just what it's going to be, or everyone's going to learn how to work together and it's going to be cool. Um, But it's a lot of change for sure, but I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people I've like talked to because I'm an outsider and right. I'm always like honest about everything. Right. So I've uh, I've talked to a lot of comics out here and they're not like the comics that I know that have moved out here right. are happy with like the growth and seeing that things are changing. Right. But the, the comics that are like awesome From comics, yeah. they fucking hate it. They like, do. They're not happy about it. And I understand their perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if we let's say like we had this is made up numbers, but let's say we had 50 comedians regularly doing stuff in town before this. It feels like we have 500 now, you know, it feels like there's so many more people and a lot of the old shows and mics and things like that pre COVID went away because you know, the Austin comics decided they didn't want to bring it back or whatever. Mm. But now as they're bringing back their old shows, there's all these other new shows. So it's like, you're competing for audience attention. You're competing for stage time. Um, but it's just on a bigger scale because it yeah. was that was happening before. There were multiple mics and shows a night before, yeah. 
you were just competing against your friends and now it's like you're competing against your friends plus five other shows, yeah. you know? It's no longer like friendly competition. Right. It's like a real competition. <laughs> it's a real competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, everyone can take it in different ways. I mean, I think a lot of the people in the Austin scene liked that it was, we all, everyone kind of knew everyone. And mm. like one of the benefits of living here before was that like, even if you weren't close with someone, you still knew of them. And now is the first time a lot of these people have like had the experience like in LA or New York where you go to a show and you don't recognize half the names. That's, I don't, I like, you know? I kind of like that. It's, me too. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like it could be called playing the game, but to me, it's like, you're just meeting more people in the industry. Like what if you fucking love their stuff and you decide that you want to put a show on together with them, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think it just gives more opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, that's part of the reason why I like moving around so much too, though, because I right. like being the new guy in the scene. Like, right. Then you're like, every time I go somewhere now in Chicago, people are like, I've never seen you. Or like, somebody is, somebody, and it's usually like, I'm doing like the clubs a lot of the times yeah. when I'm doing shows in Chicago. And then people are like, how the hell are you doing the club? And I don't even know your name. Like, right. why are we on the same lineup? Right. And, and so it's like, I'm, I love that part where right. it's like, nobody knows you and you just like show up and you're kind of like the mysterious new yeah. kid at school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, the hack that I always tell people if they go because like um, I work online for my day job so like if I find cheap flights somewhere or like I was opening for a tour before COVID so it's like yeah. if I happen to just be in other cities I'm going to try and find an open mic and I'm going to go and yeah. I'm going to like do a couple good jokes so they see I'm not crazy and then like <laughs> you make friends yeah. and, and then you know if you're in town for a few days they'll throw you up on their show and then suddenly you have friends in St. Louis yeah, or you have friends in wherever you went and so it's like to me that's really fun because yeah. it's just again it's building the network that's how people are able to just decide they want to go on the road by themselves exactly you know like just hit up all your friends along the way and yeah. they'll hook you yeah or fucking send out emails to clubs send out emails to clubs yeah. get a good tape like <laughs> yeah um so with chicago like i know you, you when all this stuff started happening to austin you like sideways were like maybe i'll move to austin <laughs> are you liking chicago now that things are kind of opening back up again like um i have a real love hate relationship with chicago yeah i think for me it's the egos like a lot of comics in chicago have like these egos because they're doing like the club shows but a lot of our club shows in chicago are showcases that right. are produced by other comics right and so i'm like ah you're not really as great as you think you are so part of that is like i don't like that but i love chicago as a city yeah um it's super like family oriented and stuff mm -hmm. and i have a three-year-old and yeah. a wife and stuff so like we love that aspect of it but the school suck ass mm. and that's like and now like my son is like About he's three so he's age. gonna be school age soon yeah. and so we're like looking at stuff and i just started a job with like the school district and you can't work you can't live outside of the city of chicago like you can't live in the suburbs and work oh. for the yeah it's stupid what so they have all these dumb rules so there's things that i'm like ah, i hate chicago you're like <laughs> i want to live outside of this city because i don't want my son to go to the school to go to these i work schools at, that I work at. <laughs> <laughs> like i see what's wrong here you're like, i'll take yeah. your money but you're not putting your hands on my kids <laughs> yeah. yeah like i don't want my kids life to be up to you yeah <laughs> like i see how terrible y'all are yeah um, uh <laughs> So I like I really do like Chicago. Mm -hmm. And originally when I moved there, it was like we had the plan, like the discussion was because I bitched out of moving to New York. Right. Because I was like, I'm just not, I don't think I'm ready enough for it. Yeah. And I I was, there was no reason for me to move to Chicago, but I was just being scared, just being a pussy. And so 
that like the plan was like, all right, I'm gonna be here for two years, establish myself, make like more connections on the road. Yeah. So like all of 2019, I was just on the road and just doing a bunch of Midwest. Chicago's so good for that too. Great location. Yeah, it's insane. Like there's so many comics in Chicago that just don't go on the road, and I'm like, dude, there's 27 clubs. Right. Like, within a two-and-a-half-hour drive, like, why are you not? There's so many opportunities. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but, yeah, I do. I love Chicago, but I, I've also, I talk to Lauren about it all the time. I'm like, let's, like, we can move to Austin or San Antonio, like, be close to, I just want to be somewhere where, like, I can do comedy. My goals have kind of changed a little bit, and now yeah. I focus more on my show yeah. than, like, touring and stuff. I don't really even like touring like that because mm. I miss flights and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> the road is tiring too. Yeah, like and it's it, lonely. Man. It's, <laughs> it's so it lonely. is. It sounds like such a dumb complaint to people who don't get to travel much. No, but yeah. when you're doing that, like especially you fly in the day yeah. of your show, you fly out early the next day after. It's like yeah. sleep deprivation. You're alone all the time. Like yes. you're missing out on things with your hometown friends that are at the local club. Like yeah. it's it's a lot. Yeah, that was like for me. It was like when I like having my son made me take comedy more serious but then it got to the point where like comedy was like everything to me mm. and uh and so then like when I'm doing all these shows and stuff I was like gone but I, I believe the first time Kadir walked I was out of town oh yeah so like I missed like a bunch of benchmarks like I was yeah. just gone all the time and now I'm like I want to be there for that so like I was like I want to work at a school so I can get home early yeah I can be home and spend time with my family and like and so now it's a little bit different. And I think like being in a city like Austin where it's like, it's pretty family oriented. It here, is. Yeah. And it's warm. Well, it's, well, it's hot. It's hot. But, <laughs> <laughs> and like not having to deal with winters and stuff. I'm like, I could still do Austin, but I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm always like playing it like two years at a time. I don't even actually like a year at a time. Yeah. <laughs> any given moment I could just be like, let's move. I don't right. want to be here. So. I, I like yeah. Chicago enough, though. Enough I was just Chicago. curious because you had like I didn't know how serious you were, but like when the comedy serious. boom was like starting here, you were like, "Fuck, I might need to consider Austin now." I really was serious, and I'm still, I still to this day, we're we're in the middle of like a contract to buy a home in Chicago, mm -hmm. and I'm still like, ah, maybe I'll move to Austin. Ah! <laughs> like, I might, I might I just might. buy a condo out here just so we can have a place out here too. But right. like, I don't, I, Austin is. Like it's dope for a comedy, especially like y'all are just blowing up right now. Right, and it's 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 like being in. I hate. I don't. I'm not an LA person, but it is like being in LA. Yeah. A lot enough of the New York guys are moving out here, so I, I would like that. But uh, yeah, I don't. I we still talk about moving to New York too. Right. And so I'm like, man, I might just move to Jersey so I can have like some decent schools. Yeah. And then just go across go the bridge New to New York. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have options for sure. That's like a really interesting place to be in life too. Cause like I think about, I don't want kids. I'm not married yet, like yeah. anytime soon. But like I think about if I end up wanting to have kids, how are you going to manage that? And I know your priorities shift with that. So it's cool that y'all are figuring out yeah. the way to do both. Well, they're finally shifted. Before yeah. It was, <laughs> before I was like, y'all are just coming with me. Like I'm, <laughs> comedy is number one. Right. Y'all are one. B, 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 like. Right, yeah. <laughs> One B. <laughs> yeah, like, y'all are close. Like, it's close. It's a close relationship. But, like, yeah. Now, but now I'm, like, after, it was the, it was literally COVID that mm. changed everything. Because I, I wasn't even actually enjoying touring. Yeah. Because I was just gone all the time. And it was just, like, exhausting. I was only working part-time. Yeah. For most of 2019. And then, I, I, it was just exhausting. So I'd fly out Thursday, come back Sunday. Yeah. I wasn't really loving it, but I was doing all these dates and going all these different places and meeting a bunch of people, getting to work with a lot of dope comics. Um, and then I was just like, this is not, 
this is not great. And then COVID happened, and but comedy was still like number one. Right. COVID happened. I like that was just like that was kind of it. I was like, I'm not as in love with this anymore. Right. So now I want to slow down and like it's not my now comedy's like my side bitch. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> now, now my family's like my main bitch now. Right. So, good. <laughs> so it was a, it took a while. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be a shirt. My family's my main bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so it took, a, it took a while for me to like transition that. And yeah. now I'm like, I, I'm I'm like ready to have like another kid and stuff now. So cool. it's, yeah, it, comedy is great, but it's something that I just like, I really enjoy. It's not like my whole life. Now, right. So that's so, so interesting. And when you said that you kind of like are focusing less on touring now and more on your show, it's your yeah. podcast. Yeah, so the like, podcast, yeah. how, like, because you do that live too. So what do you mm-hmm. typically. Like, do you, do you take that on the road? Like, what's typically your process with that? How are you working on growing that? And like, yeah. Um. So I do the the podcast. Uh, which the new season is gonna drop actually this next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um. But the podcast, the live show is like part podcast, part stand up comedy, mm-hmm. part drunken like riffing. Right. Um. And so I'll do. We'll do like the. I'll I'll take it on the road. At first, I was like trying to tour at clubs and just headline and feature wherever I could. And now I'm like, I'll pitch it to a club and do like a Friday or a Saturday. Some clubs I'm doing like full weekends at. Um, I have a club back home, the Comedy Shrine in Aurora, Mm -hmm. where I have the full weekend, like once a month. And so we do four shows. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's hard on my liver. I'm sure, (laughs) but it gets you so much content. Yeah, exactly. It's like a lot of of shows. So now I'm like, I want to do it. I just want to focus on like producing the show because even this weekend tonight actually I'm at the Creek in the Cave doing the show right? so it would be dope to like have it regularly there so I have a reason to come back to Austin right? and then do and I have it in uh, Tacoma Comedy Club Skyline Comedy Club uh, Capital City which is now Infinity Room in Salem, Oregon Uh, so I would like to have just like a steady setup between like all the shows where I can do like quarterly or every other month. In the places where you like to go perform. Exactly, yeah. So oh. then I can make the money and then do some touring, but not like a ton. Like I was gone every weekend in yeah. 2019. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I want to go out like <laughs> once or twice a month. Maybe, right. So. That's such a good setup though. Yeah. That's really, really smart. I mean, all of your moving sounds like it's kind of paid off because you've got, like we talked about earlier, you've yeah. got all these connections. Yeah, i got all the connections. And they yeah. know that your show's fun. Yeah. Because um, you did that show at Vulcan last time you came to town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And got trapped here with the ice storm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he was like, I'm moving this show somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, well, I wanted to do Creek in the Cave because it's like, it's like a legendary spot for oh, yeah. New York. Like everybody fucking loves right. it. It's like the I don't say it's alt room, but it's like a. What it are was kind of considered that though, especially yeah. right before it moved. I had uh, who was it that I opened for? Shit, this is so bad. Uh, John Marco Sorcy. I don't know if you know who that is. I, don't, I only know black um, comedians. <laughs> he's a he's a New York guy that headlined Creek in the Cave like okay. two weeks ago or whatever, and I got to feature for him. And he was like so excited to be at the new Creek in the Cave because he was like, oh, I miss the New York one. And yeah. he was telling me all the shit. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned the thing about people like having egos about performing at clubs because like I get put on so many showcases at Creek in the Cave. Yeah. And that was my first time actually getting booked as a feature. Oh, sure, yeah. And it was just funny because like I had someone 
someone saw that I did a, a showcase at Creek in the Cave a few weeks ago, and they're like, that's so prestigious. Oh my gosh, you're performing at Creek in the Cave. And I was like, no, nah, man, you just need to be friends with the comedians yeah. booking it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, nah, my friend Johnny has a show. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, it's not that cool. That's yeah. the thing people don't understand. Even like Comedy Store has so many showcases that it's like, yeah. no, you're not a paid regular. You're doing your friend's show, yep. you know? Yep. That's <laughs> like, exactly it. Like when I moved to Chicago and I was doing like Laugh Factory pretty early, right. people were like, what, you work in the Laugh Factory? I'm like, I mean, I just worked with some comics that saw me be funny and they right. just booked me for their show. Like, it's not, I'm not a regular at the Laugh Factory. Right. I'm a regular on showcases right. at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I still get the tape, though, yeah. with the background, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. I get to take some pictures on the stage and look like I'm fucking famous or right? something. <laughs> but, like, it's not the same. Like, these aren't just, the same things at all. It's just <laughs> embarrassing shit that you do when you start comedy. I definitely got a... Someone took a picture of me on the Cap City stage in Austin at, like, the open mic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was my profile picture, like, three months into so comedy. Fraudulent. So fraudulent. <laughs> There's so so many, fraudulent. I see so many comics do that at Laugh Factory because the open mic, and then yeah. they're like, I'm at Laugh Factory, and I'm like, that's Laugh Factory Chicago, for one. It's not Hollywood. It's not. So stop faking. And it was a mic. I know I'm, you've never worked at the club. <laughs> like, ever. Not even on a showcase. Why is uh, that your background picture? Oh, my God. I wrote uh, I wrote this, like, satire article for Big Laugh, and it's called uh, Why Women Aren't Funny. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, written from the point of view of a 24-year-old legendary open micer in the local scene. <laughs> And uh, it's just like, that's like the trope of like, I'm just thinking about how I was when I first started and like every other dude who's like, yeah, catch me on my shows this week. And his show poster is just open mics. Just, yeah. You know? <laughs> also, why do, I hate when I see comics. I'm like, don't put a fucking open mic on your, I don't care if you're hosting the mic. Don't put that on the, right. like just put the venue space. Don't right. put open, open mic, mic on the, like, do you know how much of an idiot you look like? Like, come on, dude. That is, oh man, I freaking love that. Or when right. people post like their schedule for like the, like the, it'll be like three months. Right. And it's like seven shows. And you're like, don't put don't that. Put three months. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just post the posters when the shows are coming right. up. <laughs> like, right. That's not a busy calendar. You put so much effort into this. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you went and got the premium account on Calendly or whatever. Like, <laughs> can build my calendar thing or whatever <laughs> to make this sad calendar. Come on. Yeah. Dude. Aww. Just, just, just use Microsoft Paint and put your. It's just, <laughs> it's just the same as like when someone finds out that I do comedy and they're like, "Oh, I've always wanted to try it," and I'm like, "You could do it tonight. You yeah. could go right now. <laughs> There's seven open mics in town tonight." Are <laughs> you one of the people that encourages people to do like comedy when they say if they, they want get to? like that? I'm. I try to like break down like the hype that they've put around it because mm-hmm. like. Because if someone says, oh, I've always wanted to do it, and I, like, try and see if they're serious first. Because mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're seriously, like, this is a dream of mine, I'm, like, literally take down the walls in your brain right now. Go do it tonight. Because mm-hmm. the first time I did an open mic, I was scared shitless. The only reason I went on stage was because I, w- I had a funny story that clearly bombed. But, like, <laughs> the only way I was able to get myself on stage was just be like, all right, just get on stage, say these things, don't care what happens, and get off. Like, I was mm-hmm. so scared to try it the first time. But I tell people that all the time because it's like, it's anyone is allowed. We used to have a guy in Austin that would come on stage, push his mic away and just yell at the audience (laughs) for like three minutes at an open mic. And and he was pretty, I'm pretty sure he was homeless. And his, I, fuck, I forget his name, but it was like a one word name. And uh, he would- 
what yeah. names are is one word. Well, no, <laughs> like like a one word, like, like he didn't like no, he didn't have a first and a last name. Oh, it was like okay, got you. Slayer or something. It wasn't that, but it was some weird word that got was you. like, and uh, and he would just get on stage and like every other word would be fuck. Like he he was trying to make some really serious point, but he's just screaming at you for three minutes. And I'm like, that guy's allowed on stage every single time he signs up. <laughs> he <laughs> you gets know, the same rights as everybody yeah. else. So anytime someone's like seems earnest and like I really, really, really want to try this, I'm like, just go do it tonight. Yeah. Get on stage, bomb, get it over with, and then write a joke. <laughs> just mm. go do it. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, sometimes if people are like, oh, I'd love to do it. I'm like, don't. It'll ruin your life. <laughs> That's facts. That <laughs> kind is... of gauged by ear with the person. <laughs> I feel like you're one of those people who actively is like, don't do it. <laughs> no, I tell everybody to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm like, do it. It's the best drug in the world. Like, it is literally, I tell everybody, I'm like, it's like heroin, man. Mm -hmm. I've never done heroin, but. <laughs> I would assume. It's probably close. Yeah. Well, that's actually how I've described it. Like, because I've done so many different stage performance things. Like, I thought up... you were going to say drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I mean, I grew up acting. I played instruments, singing, dance. Like, I've done so many different things that require you going on stage to perform them. Mm -hmm. And stand-up is by far the scariest thing I've ever done on really? stage. Yeah, like, I always described it as, like, being on stage is caffeine and stand-up is cocaine. <laughs> like, mm. and I've never done cocaine, but that's what I assume. <laughs> you're like, like, I've seen enough movies. I've, I've, I've seen, seen enough, enough cocaine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I've seen enough green rooms. I've been in enough green rooms, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is, uh, I always tell people, I'm like, just do it. It's, like, yeah. fun. It's definitely something, that, like, if you love it, It'll change your life yeah. forever. I was like, there's nothing in the world like it. Yeah. Like, nothing feels like that. And there's but, no group of people. Gary and I were talking about this before the show. Like, there's no group of people like people who hover around stand-up. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. like they're, they're insane people. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a group bandit of misfits. Yeah, but yeah. they're all being themselves, like actually being themselves. Mm, some and people. like, <laughs> oh, well, the, the ego does get in the way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But um, but for the most part, I feel like everyone is more genuine and yeah. like because you kind of have to be like to be relatable and funny on stage. Say, if you want to be good, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so even if your real self is a fucking lunatic, <laughs> at least you're being honest. Yeah, people love a lunatic, and you're still fun, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely, I mean, clearly we both do it. So we clearly haven't been scared away. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's lunatics everywhere you go. Right. A Just, lunatic who's not allowed to express it and has to wear a suit all day? <laughs> or do you want to be like me yeah. and say, I'm going to dress nicely while putting on spandex and a... My roommate literally saw me putting on jean shorts saying, I'm going to be professional today. She goes, Allison... Care. Why add the extra layer? I'm hot already. It's toasty. Like just Fucking. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> you just get to be yourself. Um, so I guess one more thing I wanted to ask you about your podcast. Mm -hmm. For us, that Ken just loves to drink and doesn't get a hangover. So is that basically it? Or like No. It it started my buddy Steve. Started my buddy Stephen May the show from somebody else. Oh. Uh, so the show you run a stolen my, podcast. No, 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 no. The original version of it was like, okay. Uh, he pitched the idea. I met him. I was running a competition. Um, 
and he was there. The first time I saw him, he was, you're funny. And we kind of clicked right away. And then I was like, and I was talking to him about like producing shows and all this stuff. And shows and all this stuff. And he's like, man, I got like, yeah, I'm always game for new ideas. So he pitched and he was like, uh, so there's a show that used to happen in Savannah or Atlanta area. Uh, and it's oh, a comedy yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, there's one of those here too. It's probably yeah. the same people actually. Yeah. I think it is because I, I want to say that they came down to Austin. They or maybe they were Houston or something. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, but I don't like doing stolen shit, so we'll change it. And so it was, we called it inebriated, hydrated, and faded. <laughs> and so comics that like get drunk and, and then there's comics that are high and then there's sober comics. Right. And I was like, comics right and i was like what happened then they do crowd work oh, based shit. off of like whatever the topic is yeah and so me and him were doing that show like that for a while like that for a while and when i moved i stopped working with him and i and we talked about it i was like you can keep the show right. and i'll do something different um uh but then i I knew that I couldn't sell. You can't do a weed show right. in the in the Midwest. Like yeah. no clubs are gonna pick it up. It's illegal. And then I called it a drunken night out. And so I started doing it. But then I, I initially, I initially it was you stand up, you get drunk, and then that. And I was like, no, I want to add the podcast to be a part of it because like the podcast is like the part that people love hearing the stories. Right. And so first weekend that I did it, where comics told their stories. Then they do comedy. Then they get drunk and they do crowd work on topics. Right. If it, it it went it, like it merged. I was always the drunk captain, anyways, because I'm <laughs> the alcoholic and he was the pothead. So I was like, <laughs> it's. I was like, it was just. It's, I was like, it was just perfect. Nobody can judge me. Like nobody. <laughs> this is my job. Nobody, yeah. Like nobody can say anything because I'm like it's part of the. I'm like it's part of the show. Because normally I would drink all the time. Anyways, I show up to shows drunk. <laughs> And like people are like, man, you're always just drunk, and I'm so I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah, dude. it's my personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also get a it. better like, liver, yeah. bitch. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry that my body works. And <laughs> yours doesn't. Um, so yeah, we I just kept running with it, and yeah. I like getting drunk, and everybody has, and I still open like people tell like mushroom stories and, yeah. and LSD stories and all that stuff, but it's primarily about like alcohol because I right. I love a good drunk story and I love to get drunk and right. get people fucked up. <laughs> so. I love that. And the, there's never a shortage of that kind of story either. No, not with comics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I could relate though. Like when I did Shit Face Shakespeare, like if you were paid to be the drunk actor, you were being paid extra to get drunks four hours before the show. That's <laughs> with your drinks also paid for. And then you just got to go on stage and fuck up the entire play because you were drunk and that was your job. And it was like... <laughs> That's sick. It was the best. I love that. One of my notes that I used to get because I'm such a perfectionist is like even when I... And I don't really drink outside. Like outside of the show, yeah. I never drank. But like I'm Irish and Polish and like <laughs> I would still drink like a third to a half a fifth of whiskey before the show. And... um <laughs> I would be drunk as shit, but I'd still be getting my lines and stuff. Mm. And so one of my main notes from the director was like, you need to, you need to fuck up more. <laughs> like, and so once she gave me that permission, cause I was so drunk, like I should have been fucking the play up more. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't because I wasn't drunk. They're like, who's the drunk one? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, why is Juliet saying her lines while drinking her whiskey? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You got a flask in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <still drinking. laughs> 
And so when, as soon as she gave me that permission, I was like, let's go. And I never like finished a play again. Like I would, as Juliet, I would like hit on Benvolia, have a lesbian wedding, like, whatever. Get drunk and screw up the movie. Yeah, the but it's, I get what you're saying though. It's like, this is, I made this part of my job and now it's the best. Now it's literally the best. Yeah. Thing. I that show it's like a party and then that's like the catchphrase of the show is like it's not a comedy show it's a comedy party Ooh. and so it's a freaking party we have a blast people yeah. get drunk I usually give out drinks at the shows yeah uh, I, I have to start checking in with clubs before I do that <laughs> I, there was one club which we have a good relationship now but I was like I'm so used to it. Most clubs don't care because they're making crazy money on that. Right. People get fucked up at my show. Yeah. And I gave out drinks that night. I was like, yeah, round next round on me. Right. Uh, and normally the club's like, yeah, we don't care, dude. Right. We just made $10,000. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, whatever. They gave me a tab afterwards. I was like, yo, what is this? Ah! <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? Because I like to get people drunk. Like, I'll, I give out drinks all the time. I like to get people drunk. Right. We'll do, like, drinking like competitions and stuff during right. the show it's a freaking blast <laughs> I'm gonna uh, swing by tonight I'm, I'm so excited to see it yeah. well I mean I hope so because you have a guest spot so oh <laughs> fuck and did I forget yeah yeah good what job time is, what time is the show at it's at 7 okay seven, tight seven, it's yeah. 4 right now oh, okay. <laughs> we'll probably wrap it up soon um, I have I have one more question for you you can tell me if this is off limits because it's mm -hmm. a personal question but your wife is like super fitness like she loves her fitness stuff right yeah yeah does she like to go out and like drink with you at all, or is she more like homebody? No, she hates drinking. Now. Yeah, she. <laughs> it's because mostly it's because I overdo it. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So she she used to go out with me. Yeah, we used to get drunk and we would go to this like gay club all the time, <laughs> and she used to get hit on like crazy. I, yeah, but I loved it. I lived for that. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I remember one time she almost got in a fight with this. <laughs> like, oh. This I don't know if you can say butch, but like this. <laughs> Chick, that was, I was like, nah, I'm not helping you. Like, yeah. if you, <laughs> that's all you, babe. Yeah, I like, can't hit a girl. <laughs> yeah, like, that's all you. I don't know. You don't want to pick that fight. Uh, <laughs> but she, get, she used to get, like, super drunk, too. Yeah. And, uh, but now she just doesn't. She, yeah. hates, she hates that I drink now. Oh. Like, it's a, I'll come home, like, fucked up. And yeah. she's like, God damn it. Another time. But I just also, I also got in, like, an accident while drinking. Oh, shit. <laughs> so now she really hates Was it, that so. recent? That was in Chicago. It was, oh. uh, it's all good now. The insurance is covered. <laughs> we're good. I can talk Liability's about good. <laughs> yeah, like, no more lawsuits. We're, we're good. We're out of the lawsuit zone. Uh, I think I did get sued and the insurance company <laughs> covered it. Uh, I hit two cars, though. That's why. Uh, so, and one of them, like, went through the whole shit. Um, yeah, so she does not like me yeah. drinking at all. That's why she's yeah. like, you have to ride the bus home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The number of times I've seen you, like, on our show, <laughs> walking on the bus... <laughs> <laughs> or like coming home train, late from work yeah. or like walking down the street to get liquor. <laughs> Because there's, there's two, there used to be two, but now there's just one. But liquor store is right by my house. So I'm like, this is a, this is the best place ever. Right. I love this house. <laughs> like, That's so If funny. I ever run low, I just go to the liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> especially during COVID. Holy crap. I was drinking like a bottle a day almost. Yeah. Woo. So, yeah. Wild. Um, well, I think we can wrap this up. Uh, the last question I usually ask people is, what are you excited about right now? And I know that's very broad. Oh, yeah. Um, I am. I'm excited. Just life in general. Everything is like moving in the right direction for me right now. Like it feels it feels good because there was like a moment where everything was just really shitty. Right. And so now every, I just got a new job. Uh, we're 
probably going to close on a new house soon. Yeah. The show is kind of taking off and I'm getting like new venues and like old venues that I was working at are opening back up and stuff. So I'm like, everything is just moving right now. It's freaking, yeah, it's good. Fuck yeah. I love that. I'm excited to get drunk tonight too. Yeah, I'm excited to, (laughs) I'm excited to do a guest spot on the show. I'm glad I mentioned that because in my head when I was coming over here, I was like, did he give me a guest spot? And then I didn't want to be like, hey, Ken, can I do (laughs) Like, I was like, well, I'm just going to go to a show anyway. <laughs> then I would have called you up and like, oh, me? I didn't oh, know. me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm very excited you're here in town. Um, and yeah, excited for the show tonight. So um, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> make sure you check out everything online on my Instagram and stuff is Ken Hamlet, K-E-N-H-A-M-L-E-T-T. That's on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you go follow the Facebook page for A Drunken Night Out. Um, and then if you want to see my comedy dates, all my tour dates and stuff, you can go to my website at bigblackschlongs.com. Big Black. <laughs> I forgot about that. S-H-L-O-N-G-S. <laughs> I went to my Google. I don't know what I was typing. Oh, I think I was trying to go to Big Laugh Comedy's website. And I accidentally mm. mistyped it. Like, it's it's blcomedy.com. Yeah. But I typed big. And the first autofill was bigblackschlongs.com. And I was like, fuck you, Ken. Like, <laughs> Website. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Ken Hamlet, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys again soon. <laughs> See you guys again soon. <laughs>